Good morning. Today is a special day for the church. Today is a day of Pentecost, the birthday of the church. In addition, as we celebrate this special day with the color of red, today is also the day that our three young confirmants will get through the, uh, the ritual confirmation. Thank you to the worship committee who did, uh, who did an awesome job with the decorations. And I've always wondered why most churches choose to have the confirmation ceremony on Pentecost Sunday. And then I found an article about the decision and it explains it this way. Because it was after the Holy Spirit descended on the apostles that they were able to go forth and spread the gospel to the all of the world. Likewise, these young compliments will able to do so with the Holy Spirit. So having the confirmation ceremony on Pentecost Sunday can be seen as symbolic because the Holy Spirit is the one who leads us to Christ and who draws us to closer to Christ and who empowers us to change the world. So are you ready to receive the Holy Spirit? Yes. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious God, bless now the words of my lips and the meditation of, the, of our hearts. And breathe your Spirit into us and grant that we may hear what you want us to hear and to do. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. What did you see and hear from today's scripture reading? Some unexplainable and amazing things are happening, right? Those people who were gathered and praying in the upper room all of a sudden began to speak in other languages. How cool. If you have learned foreign languages, you may know how much effort it requires to be fluent in other languages. In my case, I can speak three different languages, Korean, English, and Chinese. Even though for English, I've spent over for 20 years, but still I feel like I have a lot to learn, as you see that. <laughs> Nowadays, there, there are some apps on your phone that can translate foreign words or sentences into your own language. So you might think that, hmm, learning different languages is not necessary. But if you speak more than one language, it gives you a lot of benefits. Anyway, these folks in Acts did not spend a lot of time to learn different languages, but they were able to speak the other languages. How did it happen? The scripture says they were able to do so because first, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Let me say it again. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. It is very important. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. 
Do you remember what Jesus promised to his disciples and his people before ascending to heaven? Jesus promised them the Holy Spirit. In John chapter 20, verse 21 and 22, it says, Jesus said to them, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he said, when he had said this, he breathed on them. And he said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. But actually, the disciples did not receive the Holy Spirit right away. But later, on Pentecost Day, as you read this morning. If you read carefully Acts chapter 1 and 2, you can find how diligently they prayed to receive the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 1 verse 14 says, All these were constantly devoting themselves to prayer. Although Jesus promised us the gift of the Holy Spirit, unless we pray for unless we pursue it, we will not be given the chance to receive it. My son Nathan and I like to play catch. He's only four years old, and he's not good at catching the ball. But anyway, he enjoyed playing the game. While I was playing the game with him, I thought to myself, hmm, if I don't focus on the ball, if I do not purse to catch the ball, if I don't use my muscles and my senses to catch the ball, I most likely will miss the ball. What if the ball was the Holy Spirit? The same thing would happen. I'm sure Jesus sends us the Holy Spirit every single moment because Jesus wants us to have it. But it is us who needs to make sure to receive it. How? The same way that we prepare for any activity. When we want to be good at, good at a sport, we practice, right? When we want to learn something, we study. When we want to receive the Holy Spirit, then what we need to do? Anyone? Pray. Yes, we need to pray. Not just one time, we need to pray hard. We need to pray hard. We need to spend a lot of time praying, asking for, and pursuing the Holy Spirit like the people who were gathered in the upper room on Pentecost Day. If we receive the Holy Spirit, we will experience something that we never imagined before. Secondly, how come they were able to speak in other languages? The scripture says, because the Spirit gave them the ability. Let me say it again. The Spirit gave them ability. 
Do you remember the story in Mark when Jesus went on the mountain to pray? Some of uh, the people asked his disciples to cast out demons from his son, but they could not. The disciple had a passion to help out the demon-possessed person, but they could not do it like Jesus Christ. Because back then, they had not received the power from the Holy Spirit to cast out the demon. But later, when they were filled with the Holy Spirit, the disciples were able to do so, not only to cast out demons, but also to heal the sick. In Acts 3, Peter made a crypt beggar walk by saying, I have no silver and gold, but what I have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ, stand up and walk. And what happened? The crypt beggar began to walk. Amen? Amen. So with the Holy Spirit dwelling us, we have the supernatural power. With the Holy Spirit dwelling us, we can receive the ability to do anything. We may speak in our languages like the ones from the today's scripture reading. We may become bold in our witnessing to others and can perform signs and wonders to demonstrate God's amazing power. We may prophesy and see visions and dream dreams as Peter mentions in his sermon. We experience freedom from the power of sin over our lives, as well as freedom to worship with our whole being. Be careful. Because sometimes, no, most of times, the Holy Spirit will gladly take you out of your comfort zone. You might feel prompted to talk to someone about your faith, or to pay for a meal for someone that the Spirit directs you to notice when your family dies out, or to volunteer to teach a class or lead a Bible study, or to read the scripture, or to pray in front of so many people, or to volunteer to sing in a choir like our courageous choir member, and or to volunteer as a tag team. That's what happens when the Spirit dwells in us, when the Spirit gives us power and ability. Actually, I hate public speaking. I do not like to speak in front of many people. This is not who I am. <laughs> do you see butterflies inside? <laughs> I like listening better than speaking. But I am here and preaching. How can I do this? I cannot do this by my own power, but with the power of the Holy Spirit. Because of the Holy Spirit, I can do this. I can do the ministry. I can preach before you. Church, do you have a life filled with the Spirit? 
Do you have a life led by the Spirit? Jesus said, receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is already given to us. The Holy Spirit is with us now in this place. And the Holy Spirit works in us now. What we need to do is to use our senses and our muscles and time and energy to feel it and experience it. And ask God and ask the Spirit to dwell in us. And what we need to do is to have the willingness to receive the power that has already been given to us. This morning, we have three compliments with us to get confirmed with God's grace. Evie Fox, Eva Cohen, and Gannon Strother entered into the family of God in their baptism marking God's covenant with them and or baptized Christians with the water and the spirit when they were little. We recognize that as an infant, the child is not making the commitment of faith for her or himself. Instead, these promises are made for them by parents or their beloved one, and as well as by the church body. However, today we see the fruit of this, the fruit of those promises. As these confirmants are now choosing for themselves to respond to God's grace and God's covenant with them, coming for themselves to be faithful followers of Christ and to have Christ-centered and spirit-directed lives. So I thank God who guide them through their journey to confirmation. And I also so proud of each one of you who successfully completed the two-year-long course of confirmation with Pastor Brian. I want to emphasize that confirmation is not the end of your faith journey, but it is a beginning. I want to remind our three confirmants that today is not the day that you say goodbye to church, but it is the day that you make a commitment to Christ before Christ and before all of us. So there will be so many obstacles and ups and downs that may take you away from God in your faith journey. But whenever that happens, I want you to remember this moment that you stand before all of us and that you commit yourself to Christ and then receive the confirmation. Can you do this? Say amen. 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 amen.